ហើយសេអាគ្មសីមរីបអេសពេសាលហ្វ័រមីអាសវែលអេនឯសេបីកោសវីអាយអាមកម្ប៊ូឌីអានអាយចឹស្ត so uh, he was just saying thank you. I I helped him get his citizenship a little bit. He did all the work though. welcome. <laughs> So I have the opportunity to share a lesson that's really like a big important part of my life as well. So I want to title this message, Victory. So who here wants to live in victory? There's so many different pieces of victory in our families, in our jobs, in our in our communities. We want to have victory and live in victory. But one thing that we have to face. <laughs> we as people, we are not perfect. <laughs> So this is my goal is that we kind of look at what we need in order to uh, what we need to do in order to have victory over addiction in our habits. So who, who here is perfect? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Who is sane? Anyone sane? Those are similar <laughs> words. <laughs> Alright, who's perfect now? <laughs> okay, maybe only my wife and Jesus are perfect. But sometimes we get so stuck and we just do the same thing over and over again like we cannot get out of it. 
So I want to give you three keys to overcoming. So first we want to look at the part of our identity. The second thing has to do with having a community. And then the last thing is that our life needs to have purpose. So first I want to talk about our identity. The Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart that he become. Because what we think about that is how we become. So I want you to think about this. Do you think of yourself in a positive way or in a negative way? So for us as parents, we need to be careful how we speak to our children. Even, even using the word stupid like that can really hold on to somebody even through their teenage years have you ever heard that in your village have you ever called somebody else an idiot or stupid or this is the, you need to be careful, but you need to think about, have you ever said that over yourself? <laughs> Even if it's not your parents that have spoken it over you, maybe it's yourself speaking over, oh, it's so stupid, that was a crazy thing to do. Oh, I can't believe I did that, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> They don't have to tell you off. You need to tell, you tell yourself off already. And because you're thinking, I'm so stupid, so stupid. Guess what? We become stupid. Because what's going to happen if we continue to say that over yourself every day? Have you ever been like, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're going to be rich, you're going to be rich? So that's what we should be doing every day. But if you say, oh, I can't do. Think about what Jesus did for us. Because this is the power of the gospel in our lives. Because we actually do stupid things. Anybody done anything stupid? Anybody here? Maybe? Or maybe you've thought, oh, I was not, I shouldn't have done that. 
And so from the time I was maybe 12 years old, I began to think about myself, what do I need to do to make myself really cool? What do I need in order for people to praise me and people to look at me and say, that guy's so cool. You know, hip-hop is getting really popular in Cambodia. It's very distracting to one another. Alright, let's, uh, let's not go there. Back to our lesson. Alright, you know, that, that last generation, when I was young, growing up, it was all about that. បាទយកមកធំតកឡាងអឺឆ្នាំកោ Alright, so back in the, the late 90s, 98, 99, 2000-ish, there were these two rappers I really enjoyed, and they would, they, they would just sing about killing each other. I wanted to be gangster like them. <laughs> and my family was messed up. <laughs> and actually, they, they uh, were into drugs and buying drugs. And my nephew and... My uh, nephew's dad. Oh, my nephew's dad just got out of prison a couple months ago. So I grew up in this kind of environment. And so how do, how do you become a cool person in this kind of environment? Have you ever heard people sing about, I'm going to get up on time, I'm going to be faithful to my wife, I'm going to work really hard and, and be faithful. Have you ever heard people sing about this stuff? And I'm not going to drink and I'm not going to smoke, no way. No, that's not how the songs go. So I was thinking, what do I need to do to be cool? <laughs> so I'm learning about this culture, right? <laughs> From the time I was young. Oh, okay, my mom. Okay, I, I was fat. I was, I, was, I was a chubby kid. There we go. I had a nice round face like a pizza. was like, how can I be cool? So, so I began to exercise and I began to buy some um, 
Drugs. Yeah, drugs, thank you. <laughs> Buy drugs in order to look cool. And people around me began to, yeah, hey, you're so cool, right? And I was this cool, and I wanted to be this cool. <laughs> so I was, I was putting so much steroids in me. I was so big like the, the Thai chickens. That they trum, full of steroids. I'm 14, uh, 15 years old. And, I was so good at the weights by the time I was 14, 15 years old. People have never seen such a young kid be able to lift that much weight. But actually, it was only cool for a minute. And then it was suffering the rest of my life. Because you know what happens when you live a lifestyle like this? Your identity is wrapped up in this, like, I need to be cool. And I was around all these drug addicts and people that were dying from drugs, people that just needed another fix, they needed more drugs. And then you look at that like, hey, that's not actually very cool at all. And so I went to church. And the preacher was preaching about the love of Jesus. And he said, and I was like, how can you talk about Jesus loving me? I grew up in a poor family, living from day to day, not knowing where the food's going to come from. I don't know my dad. And I grew up in just this poor environment. How can Jesus really love me? <laughs> but then I thought, hmm, maybe I'll just give Jesus a try. I don't know what other choice I have. Because I know that the road ahead of me is dead. So they were like giving the offering, right? And so I took out all my money and I put it in the offering. <laughs> put it in and I began to cry <laughs> and I really I cried <laughs> and then they kept taking the offering and I'm like and then in my mind's eye in my imagination I began to see this picture really clearly I remember this, this time when I was 12, 11 or 12, and I was, you know, chubby, and I had no money. 
And I heard Jesus say really clearly, he said, Uriah, I love this person. And he said, Uriah, you don't need the drugs, you don't need the muscles, you don't need the steroids for me to love you. I love this Uriah, the one you really are inside. And that's why I was crying. But I never loved, had this kind of love before. This kind of love that had no conditions. Because so I didn't have to like be fake with God. God wanted the real me. And it began to transform my identity. And I began this process of getting to know who I really am with God. And even people who don't believe in Jesus, they recognize the importance of our identity and how it affects everything in every area of our lives. James Clear got Atomic Habits. James Clear, he wrote this book called Atomic Habits. And you know, when I read people's books like this, I'm like, you know, this is just like what's in the Bible, actually. So they researched and they said, if you want to change your daily habits, the things that you do, what you need to do is change the way that you view yourself. And so I want to invite you to join in this. I know it's for Cambodians, but... Also, as a foreigner, you can join in as well. But we need to look at ourselves this way. I'm a child of God, and I can be a Cambodian as well. Uh, I used to, I had this one uh, kid, he came and he was stealing at our base. And my, my brother went and he spoke to him. Do you know what he said? He said, we're Cambodians, we can't do that. He said, us as Cambodians, we can't do that. And I, I listened to that thing that he said. Because I thought, I want him to speak that message to the whole of Cambodia. So something that we are doing as a Cambodian or just as a, as a person, this I, is not what we should be doing. And say that to yourself clearly. 
ដោតគ្នាជាមួយយើងក្នុងនាមជាកំព្រះដែរអាស់ទេសភាពវិញ but I asked my father. My heavenly father says, It's okay, son. I love you. And you know, being famous on Facebook, that's, it's really dangerous. If I'm not careful, I begin to become like my old self before I knew God. Because that old, that old guy, before he began to know Jesus, he, he just wanted everybody to like him. And that's what I started getting on Facebook. And I need my Heavenly Father to speak the truth over my life. Be careful if you want to be, be liked. Because in the, in the end, that just produces suffering. What you want to do is do good things. So this is important that we know that the way that we view ourselves. The next thing I want to talk about is our community. If we know ourselves, then we begin to know what kind of people we want to be around and influence us. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And then this, this sentence is what I say myself. This is from me. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. We cannot control our future. But what we can control are our decisions. Who do we want to spend time with? Who do we want to identify with and live in community with? Looking for the friends that are so cool. Or friends that are good, good friends. Because our community is really important. If you feel like you're missing community, hey, here at ICF, you have a good community. Just, looking, just look around and say, hey, do you want to be friends? Let's hang out. I'm looking for a good friend. Do you want to be a good friend to me? 
Do you want to read books? Do you want to spend time developing yourself? Do you want to learn how to be good parents? Do you want to learn how to live in community? All these things, you know, the hip hop songs, they don't sing about them. So whatever the so- hip-hop songs sing about, don't do those, do the, uh, the opposite. When I became a Christian, I went to go study at YWAM. And I began to know about DTS. It's a school. And now I live in a community um, that we call YWAM Youth of the Mission. Because this, this school, this community, it, tra- it transformed my life. And be- so I did what I needed to to have this happen in Cambodia as well. And now we have four different provinces. And every year we have 140, 150 ish people that study at this school. And I want to ask how many people here have studied DTS? So I think good community, we're not lacking. Maybe if you don't have a community like that, but you can still find good community, good friends in your school, in your church, in your sports, or in your job. And then invite them to church. And we can grow together. And continue to help one another to grow. And the last thing I want to talk about is living with purpose. So I studied this DTS school, discipleship training school, and it was still difficult for me. Because I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, and so every day, even after I'd studied with Jesus, I was so hungry for a cigarette. <laughs> And I was kind of surprised, like, huh? These Christians don't, don't smoke? Anyway. And I was really excited one day. I was worshiping God, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to throw all these away, and I'll be free. Freedom! Ba. Victory! Brick Lang! Next day? Do you know what? 
<laughs> I was craving a smoke. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was really hard to stop. So, you know, when we finish up today, we are going to have some time to pray together. You know, I don't know what kind of difficult habit you have in your life, but it's not always easy to just stop it. Maybe 90% of the men here, we have to face the, the addiction of pornography. Maybe it's not that, maybe it's um, beer, alcohol. <laughs> Women, maybe it's gambling. <laughs> gambling is a big issue here for, for the women and the men. Maybe it's not one of those. Maybe it's a different, different habit that is pulling you down. And we want us to take some time to pray and ask God for freedom from these things. Uh, and I, w- I just want to say that sometimes freedom doesn't look like something that's just instant. But these three points that I've talked about, these three principles, they're just a way to help us to continue the process out of addiction. Our identity that we know who we are that we are a child of God. We are a child. The next thing is our community. To find good people to stand with us and walk alongside us. And the third thing is purpose. And I want to say that finding my purpose has helped me more than anything else. Because when I came to Cambodia, do you know what? I stopped craving cigarettes. So I gave up the illegal drugs when I was in the States, but when I was here, it was easy to get access to pharmaceutical drugs. And I was nervous. It's really easy to get these kind of drugs here. I'm not gonna live. I was like, oh, they're gonna send me home right away. I'm not gonna last here. It's too tempting. But you know what? Because 
And you know what? I began to look around the community in Cambodia and people were suffering and people were trying so hard every day just to live, just to get by. I didn't have time to feel bad for myself. I didn't have time to feel sorry for myself. I didn't have time to go back into my addictions. Because, you know, in Cambodia, I'm just joking, but like everybody has, uh, all the youth have, are able to go to school and everybody is filled with love in their families, right? Okay, so wait for that day. Okay, so after that day comes, then I'll start drinking again. I <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the day where Cambodia is totally perfect and everybody loves one another and everybody knows Jesus and all the roads are fixed and all the, everybody can go to school and everybody has good opportunities. Now then, bring me a keg. <laughs> But if you just look at your community and say, look, nobody has money to go gamble it. We don't have time to just be drunk. We've got stuff to do. There is, there is things that need to happen. God, he saved us. Jesus, he saved us not so that we can just stay the same. He saved us so that we can be a part of helping one another, the people in our community. We've been blessed in order to be a blessing to others. So I want to be busy. Busy with what? Busy with the gospel. Busy helping the community. Busy helping the youth. I'm too busy with my purpose, fulfilling the call of God, the purpose that God has for my life. And I want to take some time for, to pray for us today. And we're going to take, spend some more time to worship. Yeah, God. God, we want to know our identity. We want to know your love. Lord, 
that we would be so filled with your love that we wouldn't go seeking after it the places that it doesn't exist. That, our, that this love will just overflow into the people around us as well. And God, I pray you bless each one here. That they have a community that will walk and stand beside them and encourage them. And what, whatever, what, whatever they lack, that they will receive from you. And God, I pray that people will understand their purpose. God, you created us all different, with different gifts and different talents in order for us to live together in community and to need one another in relationship together. So God, I pray for each one who's listening in Jesus' name. Amen.